What community sounds like? Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show, B Cups. B Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. Hello, craft beer friends, and happy new year. It is... 2019 now that you're listening to this now it's not quite that time when we're recording this we're recording on new year's eve we're bringing this to you right on the on the epicist what, what's that word epicist cusp cusp of the new year and we want to uh, bring it in and celebrate with you and i hope you guys enjoy the show i am denny loose i'm coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft the wells bro from tampa florida mr chris mckenzie how are you doing buddy hey i'm doing really good denny how is your night going so far it is going fantastic because we started drinking very early in the day uh, because that's how we do it here uh, it is the new year we're trying to bring it in right uh, we started drinking bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts uh, about uh, right around noontime. Uh, we drank two of them uh, along with some other beers, and now I'm drinking some double IPA. So, yeah, you know what? This is the way we do it. I'm feeling good, and I'm sure our listeners will sense my good feelings as we go on. But, uh, Chris, you brought along a friend to help bring in the new year. Can you? Introduce your friend. I did. So I, I invited my friend Tina Velez to come on and talk about her craft beer journey uh, and just wanted to bring her on so she could uh, <clears throat> kind of answer, answer the same questions that maybe our past listeners have, whether it was me or Megan and Sarah or um, Robert, mm -hmm. uh, whoever, whoever else has been on before. So it's uh, like to have her say hello. Hello. Hello, Tina. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. I always enjoy having Chris's friends, and now you're my friend because you're on the show, uh, on to talk about beer. So let's start talking about beer right away. What is in your glass? Um, right now it is an Imperial Stout with coffee. Okay. And from what brewery? Um, Speedway? No. So we, we're drinking the, from Alesmith <laughs> Brewing Company, so we're drinking their Speedway Stout. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, huh? How do you like that? Oh, I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I dark. It's solid. <laughs> it's solid. Is it the Vietnamese coffee or just the regular coffee? No, it's just the regular one. All right. They're both great. They're, I mm -hmm. mean, I love Alesmith El, uh, Speedway Stout. I, I've had them a number of times, and I'm glad you guys are drinking something strong because you got to catch up to me. We do got to catch mm -hmm. up. Like I was telling you before we started recording, I mean, we were, well, I don't know how much information I got into, but we were kind of <laughs> drinking uh, drinking some bigger beers today. Uh, one of my new and noteworthy beers 
that I'm going to talk about tonight was one of them. And uh, what else did we drink today? Well, I started the morning off with a hard cider. So okay. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's just I think everybody's been been drinking all day. It's okay. New Year's. Yeah. It is New Year's. <laughs> it is New Year's. I saw Chris that you were posting yesterday some beers by the pool. Now. Most of, most of what I saw was the dog in the pool, but I did see you with some beers, too. How, how'd that go? Uh, that went really well. Uh, we had beers by the pool yesterday and beers by the pool today as okay. well. So nice. I mean, it's, uh, we're kind of taking advantage of the uh, we're having kind of a, a, a heat wave right now. <laughs> uh, it's been in the low to mid 80s and we've been uh, enjoying the pool along with beers and some b-cups yeah I, I saw you showing off your b-cups they look very nice they're getting them some sun yes yeah you gotta get some sun on those b-cups <laughs> for, sure. for sure all right well what's in your glass tonight well as i mentioned i am drinking a double ipa this is from one of the you know one of the breweries i really enjoy drinking from i know it doesn't sound you know having a lady on with us uh you know, mentioning belching beaver is probably not the best thing to do, but I love belching oh, beaver beer. Oh, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> but this is, a, this is a beer that I've had a number of times, and every time I see it on tap or in a can, I pick it up. It's the Fall of Troy Orange Vanilla Milkshake Double IPA. And uh, it's just like any other milkshake, milkshake IPA. It's very creamy. It's got a little bit of orange, a little bit of vanilla, very tasty, and if you haven't had this beer, I recommend everyone go grab it. I love this beer. Have you guys had it? No, the only thing I've been getting from Belching Beaver uh, has been that um, that peanut butter stout, mm-hmm. which I do believe there's about three more bottles of it left in the uh, in the fridge downstairs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. has Tina? Have you had any Belching Beaver before? Um, I have actually. Okay, um, li- actually, that specific bottle that he is talking about. Ah. Okay. Well, you know what? There's still time. You can uh, you can have some more while we record if, if he wants to bust that out. But you know what? Chris has a very good beer supply at his house. So you guys are probably drinking some good stuff tonight. Yeah, she takes part in a lot of our beer supply. We like to share. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm yeah. a very lucky friend. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. To, it's It's good to have friends that enjoy good beer. And Tina, I think that you've been mentioned a lot uh, on the on the show for introducing Chris to a lot of great beers. And that's, that's really good. I really appreciate you doing that because if it wasn't for you and Tavor, poor Chris wouldn't get out and drink any beer. That's true. Yeah. He's really been kind of slacking. It's all work, work, work. And he needs to play a little bit more. So good. That sucks because our vacation's coming to an end here very soon. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's been a nice, I don't know, week and a half of not, really having too many appointments just one or two here and there but yeah it's uh coming to an end unfortunately well it was damn it was fun enjoy (laughs) it while you can because mine is coming to an end too i have to go back to work on wednesday and i'm not looking forward to it yeah yeah so hey let's get on with the show but before we get on let's go ahead and introduce the show to anyone new listening to the show because yes we do have new people that jump in and listen to the show every time we, re- we record so let's go ahead and just talk about this in case you are new to the show we are Tra- tap the craft podcast an educational podcast focused around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to help you all along in your craft beer journey and you're listening to episode 116. Yes, believe it or not, we've made it 116 episodes. You're, we're recording on Monday, 
December 31st, 2018, the last day of the year. And in this episode, we will be discussing our 2019 craft beer resolutions and predictions coming up. Yeah. And of course, some great beer conversation along the way. Let's get right into some of that beer conversation by finding out about our guest craft beer journey. So Tina, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you a few questions and you could, uh, if you don't feel comfortable answering the question, you can just let us pass. I'm not going to pressure, but, uh, but hopefully you'll be able to answer these easy questions. Like when did you first discover craft beer? Basically, you know, how old were you now? Not exactly, you know, your age, I'm but always 27, Denny. 27? Always. Okay, 27. Always. All right. I've been 27 since I turned 27, and I will continue to be 27. Those candles look really weird now in the case, <laughs> but I'm still 27. Are they are they the same candles you used when you were 27? Because <laughs> they still have wax left in them. <laughs> yeah, okay. the number they are, but they're nubs. <laughs> they were 27. <laughs> okay, so you were 27 when you first discovered craft beer. What what? prompted you to go ahead and try it at that time um i was actually visiting some friends um that were in town and she wanted to meet at a bar that was in orlando because we had just moved to orlando at the time we Mm -hmm. went to a place called world of beer um and while we were there she's like oh hey have you have you ever tried this specific type of beer Mm -hmm. and it was a sour i can't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head but i do remember that it was the first time i had ever had a sour and at first i was like oh you know, that kind of tastes old. Like, <laughs> like there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's spoiled. Because up <laughs> until then, I mean, the closest thing that I had come to to different types of beer, I was never really big on drinking Bud Light or Bud Light Lime. Mm. Um, I am ashamed to say that I did drink a lot of Mick Ultra. Oh, okay. <laughs> Looking back, not the wisest, but at least it wasn't Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Um. Not to say anything bad about them for those that do drink it. Um, however, we were sitting at the bar and I remember that um, we were sitting there and she just slid this red fruit punch looking beer to me. And I just really was kind of curious. So again, took a sip, tasted old. And from that <laughs> point on, I was like, no, no, get me, get me a Killian's or get oh, me yeah. a Newcastle. Cause that's really what i really like are reds it's funny because i'm a redhead that loves red beer so ah it's um it's very nice to start with something like that but to think that i was like oh no no i'm not drinking this give me give me what i normally drink give me what i i usually like um and she's like no come on you know you always drink the same thing just venture out and about halfway through the glass i really really started to like it it was almost as if i could kind of feel my palate change Mm -hmm. um and i was able to actually taste you know, some of the fruitier notes that were in the beer and um, it didn't seem and it didn't taste as fermented. Like it was more so that the the sweetness came through more than the fermentation did. But then I actually grew to kind of like the the sourness of it. Mm. So, yeah, I was um, at World. I couldn't. And I, I just remember it was just a fruity red beer. And from that point on, I've just been curious about other beers. So I haven't really had um, a ton, but. I'm I'm very curious to try all. Okay. Okay. So from that point, that's when you realize that there's more to beer than just the standard McUltra or, you know, domestic type beers. You actually realize that, hey, some of this beer is different, has some unique flavors, and I might 
enjoy trying some different beers to find out what really, you know, makes me excited about about the styles. So yeah, you you don't remember what the actual beer that you had? That um, I do remember that it was a Berliner. Oh um, yes, but that is about as far as I can remember. I mean, like I said, they're little nub and candles now. So twenty seven <laughs> was a little bit ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a half a year ago is not that long ago. Exactly. So. <laughs> I knew I liked you. <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm glad that your friend was able to, uh, you know, ease you into the craft beer hobby. Um, so now that you've grown into your craft beer journey, I mean, that's what we talk about, right? We, I really appreciate everyone's craft beer journey. You always start off with at some moment and then you realize that wow this is really great and then as you progress through you try different beers and you have different epiphanies that occur as you try different styles now maybe you'll try a beer at, in the beginning and you'll say no way i hate this style it might be ipas for the bitterness it might be stouts for the strong multi-character and and bitterness that comes with the the dark malts or it might be a, a sour that you're not too thrilled to you know through with at the beginning but as you taste these beers and you go through your journey your your tastes change as you already mentioned that you start to taste some of the extra flavors and you realize that there's more to that beer than what you first thought so now that you started off and you, you found that the berliner weiss was your kind of like the entry in to your craft beer journey what kind of styles do you gravitate to now what have you grown to enjoy um well, I still haven't come across an IPA that I actually like. Whoa, wait a minute. So... Wait a minute. IPA in general? <laughs> Not even a New England IPA? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard. Um, there are some ales that I do like, um, a lot of amber ales. But then again, I tend to stick closer to dark reds or ambers. Um, brown ales are still really good. Oh, yeah. Brown ales are great. Um, that, that very hoppy, citrusy f taste is is just a little harder for me to find one that I actually like yeah. and one that I can actually sit back and sip and enjoy. Um, we did share one the other night that um, very much tasted like orange juice. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Um, but it had lactose in it, so I think that's what kind of helped yeah. offset it. That's the milkshake. Um, yeah, the lactose yeah, kind of oh, gives you that I'm milkshake. I'm dying to try um, 450 Brewing. They have these amazing looking cans, and they just look absolutely delicious um strawberry slushy and blueberry cobbler but they're all milkshake ipas yeah. so i'm very curious to try to get my hands on some of those um to see if maybe that will be my turning point to okay. liking ipas as i refer to them sometimes <laughs> yeah, we'll, pull, we'll pull a beer out of the uh, out of the fridge be like oh what kind of beer is that it's an ipa it's oh it's an ip <laughs> i like that i like i appreciate that i never heard that before so that's a new one for me that uh, my my daughter is very much like you she doesn't like ipas but i have found that lately when she comes to visit we go and she always tries every beer that I have. And she, I'll tell you what, she does appreciate the New England style IPAs. And she did like the beer I'm drinking right now, that Belching Beaver uh, Orange Vanilla Milkshake Double IPA. So I think you're going to find that this might be the turning point where, you know, where IPAs, you know, might be your thing if you find the right, uh, you know, style change like the milkshake. So good for you. 
Yes. Um, that does sound delicious, though. It sounds like an orange creamsicle. Yeah. yeah. I was say, is, it, is it a lot like a creamsicle? Or yeah. Is it, uh... It's like a orange Julius. Uh, oh. it, yeah. It's, it's really like, like a vanilla creamsicle milkshake. Now I want to push pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So it sounds like you're still are pretty early in your craft beer journey. Is there any styles that besides IPAs, is there any other styles that you just don't like to, to drink? Um, really, really heavy beers. Um, only it, I can only drink them. I can only drink so much of them. Okay. Um, before you just, it, it's almost as if it's just numbing on your palate at that point where yeah. the flavors kind of overtake themselves and they, they kind of just overtake and it's, it's just too much at some points. Okay. Um, I find a lot with um, Imperial stouts that happens just yeah. because they tend to be a little bit heavier. Um, porters, depending um, there's a couple of them like founders. I really like founders, but to me, I call that my breakfast beer because I can drink that at any time yeah. of the day. Yeah. Preferably first thing. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Only on holidays and vacations though. Only on holidays <laughs> and vacations. I'm responsible during the week. I promise you. Um, but yeah, honestly, that's that's really got to be the only one that I just and I I don't even want to say that I don't like them because I just haven't found one that I like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't try to discredit beer because beer can be, it could be different flavors and and it just can just be can totally different from one glass to the next. Um, so I don't necessarily like to say I hate all of them. I just haven't found one or I dislike them. I just haven't found one that I I'm fond of yet. Yeah. So I know it's out there. If you're out there listening, IPA, I'm searching for you. No, no, you'll you'll find them. They're they're good. They're good. It is an acquired taste, but you will eventually, your palate will shift to enjoying, uh, you know, the bitterness and the the citrus and the piney and the you know all those tropical fruit flavors that come out in some of these IPAs. They're, they are good. There's a lot of variety, so there's plenty to to choose from. Do you have a, a favorite brewery? That you right now, what what's your favorite brewery that you is like a go to brewery? Um, let's see. So there's actually where I live, there's very very few. So um, I visited Crooked Can once, and I've they had some pretty good selections. The, most of the breweries that I visit are here in Tampa. Okay. Um, Angry Chair is one of my favorites for a couple of reasons. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They're heavy. You already said you're not too into heavy beers. But it's 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 good to drink every once in a while. There's actually <laughs> one that I'm, I've gone back for quite a few times and bought a couple of bottles. But the art. Mm -hmm. um, I love how beer is able to incorporate art and it actually gives people like a reason to collect them. Yeah. Or, um, that's the one thing that actually kind of – kind of got me a little more interested into it was taking pictures of mm -hmm. beer and different beer settings in different areas. Um, and the cans, the art, the, the cans themselves, it just the bottles, some of the, the artwork, one of the guys at angry chairs and actually a tattoo artist. So it's cool to look at that and see um, some of his work on people and see that, you know, Oh my God, I remember looking that, at that on a bottle yeah. or on their wall or somewhere else. And it's actually on the side of somebody's leg or That's on their cool. arm. That's one thing that I really like about it. But Hidden Springs is probably my favorite for sours right now. Okay. Um, and I probably got about four or five cans still in my fridge <laughs> of different types. 
Um, those are what I like to call my, uh, my after work beers. Cause I don't feel as guilty when I come home from the gym and I drink a whole can of ambrosia. So it doesn't make me feel as guilty <laughs> as yeah. coming home yeah. and slamming a big old heavy stout. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the ambrosia has been mentioned a couple times on the show. So it seems like a pretty good beer from hidden Springs. It actually, it really, really, really was. It was, it was sweet. Um, still very light. It was definitely like a summer beach beer to mm -hmm. me. That's that's one thing I really like about sours in that sense is that they're able to be enjoyed here in Florida all year round because we are just hot even now. Like I'm originally from Chicago, so it doesn't feel like like winter. It doesn't feel like New Year's right now because it's 84 today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not that we're complaining. Well, please keep the snow. Yeah, you guys can have the snow. <laughs> Funny enough, though, that we were we we're talking about Hidden Springs because they released a beer on the twenty eighth. Oh, New Beer, New You. Oh, it's called New Beer, New You, <laughs> um, and it's a Berliner with acai, pomegranate. I'll be passing on this. Yeah, beer, I'm by passing the way. on this one too. And <laughs> kale. Oh, kale! No. Right. Oh. So I, I've also been. Um, you know, they also released um, uh, an IP, a Florida style sour IPA. Uh, with tangerine and mosaic hops oh. called Captain Insano. If anybody's familiar with the movie The Water Boy, uh, Captain Insano was the wrestler that The Water Boy always called up and uh, Man. talked to. Chris, you um, are full of pop culture references with all these uh, things. That's I'm amazed. So, <laughs> thank you. Useless knowledge. <laughs> Useless knowledge. Yeah, it's filling up my brain with some other bullshit. Um, but yeah, I, I've been kind of reading the. Uh, <laughs> the comments and things that people have said about this beer going, yeah, just like Tina and I both said, we're, we're going to pass on that one. Um, Cause I, mm, I, I, I have to admire the fact that they tried and, and they went out, they kind of went out of the box, so to speak. And, and went with something that isn't a very common, commonly used ingredient. In beer. Yeah. But I mean, you could just pull up a chair and get a glass and just give it a shot though. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't try it. Yeah, a shot glass is about enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good for you. It has kale in it. And acai and whatever the hell that is. Yeah, it's uh, a superfoods uh, beer, which... Yeah. yeah. Where's your useless knowledge now? Yeah. Okay, w one last question. No, I have one last official question and one question that is not official. The last official question is... I like to ask this of our guests because I like to find out if they already have thought about this or not. If you could name a single beer or if you were to name a brewery, what would you name it? Mm. So to name a single beer, yeah, um, I'd probably go with a my classic, a Red Amber, and I would probably name it um, there's actually a fingernail polish named after this, and here's the girl in me coming out. Um, I'm not really a waitress. Oh, <laughs> so that would that would be the name of my beer. I love it. I love it. And um, as far as a brewery would go, um, I would definitely have it themed closer to a different type of brewery, and I'd probably call it Brews and Boobs. <laughs> oh. Wow. Um, only because only because there's few women that are in this industry yeah. um that are very that are taken seriously unfortunately. Um uh, that's 
one of the main problems that I have going in and buying beer from my local liquor store. I walk in and the guy's first response is, hey, what are you looking for? Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, you know what? I'm actually looking for an IPA. You know, I, I still haven't found one that I like. Oh, well, let me just come over here and let me talk to you about these. And they're not even talking to me about beer. Just, so you married? And, <laughs> no, can, can we talk about beer? Because that's what I came to shop here for. <laughs> so... I think I would have it as an all-female staff. Okay. Um, you know, bartenders and brewers, and um, I'd let them come up with their ideas. And I'd really like the idea of treating a business as a community. Mm -hmm. um, I feel you get your best ideas that way. I feel mm -hmm. that you really get positive feedback and negative feedback, you know, room for improvement um, when you're close with people, when people feel like they can actually connect and talk to you without fear of losing their job or not yeah. really having a voice in the business. So. Um, yeah, so it would be I'm really not a waitress and it would be a um, a, a red as one of my favorites um, and it would be bruise and bubes, but it wouldn't <laughs> exactly be boobs. It would be B-E-W-S. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I love it. I'd come I'd come uh, buy beer from you and uh, I love a good red, uh, you know, red ale or I mean, I love those styles. So I'm, I'm all for it. And the name is fantastic. So, okay, one last question is not official, but because I don't know this and our listeners don't know this, how did you and Chris meet? We met through some mutual friends. Um, we kind of all met one day. Um, I met Megan first, actually, and then Chris at the time was in Las Vegas. So uh -huh. we ended up meeting up for dinner with them uh, a few weeks after he had gotten back. And it was very weird because I kept telling Megan that Manny, my husband, and Chris were going to be best friends because <laughs> they have the same, minus the beer thing, yeah. um, they have the same personality. All that useless knowledge, oh. um, he's chock full of it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be on Jeopardy one day and you watch. Oh, yeah. It's going <laughs> to pay off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it just kind of worked as um, – the four of us kind of really clicked together as friends. We had a lot in common. Um, we enjoyed hanging out together. So, yeah. And then um, once I think they came to the house one day and he had brought beer with him. And I was like, oh, I have some beer. And he was like, no, no, it's okay. Um, and I was like, all right, so you don't have to drink my beer. And at the time, <laughs> all I had in the refrigerator was just a six-pack of Newcastle. Um, that's like my go-to. That's my grocery store beer. Okay. That's if I can't make it to a liquor store to get good beer not to say that newcastle is not good beer because mm -hmm. I, it's actually one of my favorites mm -hmm. um but it was my my go-to grocery store beer because it was yeah. always there so i was like no you can have one of these and he's like how about i how about i give you a beer <laughs> <laughs> how about you just try this beer instead i forced my agenda on her what, what was that beer um, and, um it was actually because you'd um you'd pulled out a i think it was a founder's and I said, no, I had that. And you said it was the breakfast stout. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It is a good one. It's another one that I enjoy. And I said, oh, no, 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 I drank that the other day. And every once in a while I can get him. Um, actually, just recently, just last night, I pulled out um, Experiment from Anchorage. Anchorage, Brewing, yes. That's, yeah, that's which is a Chris's beer. beer. <laughs> it's delicious. It's actually um, one, of my, one of my first beers, beer pictures for a beer page. Um, it was actually the first one that I did just because I thought, oh, my God, this is delicious. And I started going on Instagram and just looking at it. And I was like, wow, there's there's a lot of 
beer girls. I didn't know this was like a thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I actually joined a couple different pages and found different types um, and just started venturing out. And that was actually one that I, I had pulled out that was delicious. Mm. Oh, I love anything that's, that's barrel aged. So whether it's Oak or I uh, can't say anything steer clear from tequila in all forms. Oh, I love tequila. Come on. Uh. Tequila barrels or tequila in general? Both. I, I love okay. tequila barrels and I love tequila. It's Tequila is dangerous, Denny. Don't let it fool you. It I, tricks been... you. It's evil. It's the devil. It is. It is. But I love it. It's still my favorite. It's it's my favorite distilled beverage of choice. I love it. I, I've gotten sick off of it. I can't even tell you how many times I still go back and keep drinking it because it's so delicious. Oh, that's how I feel about whiskey. <laughs> I love whiskey. I've always loved whiskey. But All I think right. that's probably why I like things that are barrel aged because I like something that has that that character where I can taste that. Yeah, where I can taste the wood and <laughs> and everything else. It, it it's really good though that way. Well, good. Well, good. Well, just to let you know, Tina. I also am a big fan of brown ales, and brown ales are making a comeback into the craft beer scene. So look forward to seeing more brown ales coming around in 2019 because 2018. I feel had a lot more brown ales than they did the previous year. So um, that's good news for us. That like You guys have that one uh, that you, you talk about a lot from Bitch Creek. Yeah, Bitch Creek is my favorite. But that's an American brown, so it kind of comes across a little bit more hoppy than uh, a Newcastle. It's not really a, a nut brown. It's more of an American. But I love it. It's my go-to favorite beer that whenever I see it in the supermarket, I automatically just grab a six-pack, not even thinking about it, because I'm, I'm going to drink it. I love it. It's uh, yeah. So see, so see, we're going to have to take a trip out, out, out to like Idaho, yeah. and go have a brewery adventure. Yeah. As yeah. long as we could stop in Oregon and Colorado, yeah, and so, everywhere else. So like Denny, Denny's from beer. Oregon. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Oregon. I and I've uh, drank a lot of Oregon beer. I I started drinking beer, uh, Oregon breweries, uh, Deschutes Brewery and Full Sail. Um, those two are my, uh, you know, my first intro into craft beers was uh was beers right right there from uh, from oregon so uh you know Deschutes uh black butte porter is is still i have uh, a few bottles of that in my fridge right now that i've been drinking because i i keep buying it every chance i get i keep drinking it i love it all right hey let's move on i i'm done putting you on the spot tina but feel free to jump in whenever you like um, and if you have some noteworthy beers, just punch Chris in the arm and say, hey, let me talk, because he didn't let you have any space on our outline. So just let him know that you want to talk God, about your so noteworthy selfish. beers. I yeah, know. You're right. I am selfish. Yeah. So, Chris, since you've been quiet, why don't you go ahead and jump into some noteworthy beers that you had since our last show? All right. So my new and noteworthy beers, uh, first one was from Odell Brewing Company. Uh, I believe they're in Colorado, was their Whiskey Barrel Aged Lou Jean, mm -hmm. which yeah. was a milk stout. Um, and that one got four and a half caps. Um, you had it today, you know? didn't you? It was either yesterday or today. <laughs> <laughs> it's all starting to blur together. Yeah, it blurs together. And the funny part is, like, this is all stuff that we got from Tavor. Like, uh, all, okay. all stuff mm -hmm. from Tavor, Tavor where... Word. Yeah, I, I I speak English. Um, 
that I, I have a chest freezer in my kitchen that I keep all the beer in with a temperature control on it. it when I you know used to brew beer, I would put my beer in there to ferment, but now it just basically holds all the beer that I get from Tavor. <laughs> um, so basically this, this whole, I don't know, uh, Christmas, New Year's holiday has been uh, just hanging out at our house. Um, and it would be, I go into the fridge, Megan goes into the fridge, or Tina goes into the fridge and goes, hey, let's open this. Hey, let's open this. Hey, let's open this. And it's just been a long long holiday week weeks of let's see what else is in the fridge he's and lying when he says long it has not been long it has been very short yeah it feels very short <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so whiskey barrel aged blue jean uh four and a half caps on that on untapped um uh, and then from grand teton brewing yeah um which i, I think i yeah, I posted this one up a couple of weeks ago, I think, but I, I had it again today sitting by the pool, thanks to Tina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, their black cauldron. Oh my gosh. I gave this I gave this yeah. one gave this one a five caps. Wow. Uh, it makes a perfect little moon inside of that bee cup too. <laughs> <laughs> perfect and bee cups. How how do you go wrong from there? Yeah, yeah. Um and then it was a full moon at that. <laughs> <laughs> And then from Hidden Springs Aleworks, and I feel like I talk about them every you single do. time we do a show. I love you, Hidden Springs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, just not your kale beer. Well, I don't know. Stop. You don't yeah, know that. I don't know. You got to try it. Passive right. judgment. I will. I will. I will. You know what? I will try it. Yes. Uh, Hidden Springs Aleworks, their Wilted Rose. Oh, oh. delicious. And this was, uh, again, another one, uh, another Berliner Weiss, and I feel mm-hmm. like they are uh, cornering the Berliner market here in Tampa. So this was uh, rose hips, lactose. Uh, wasn't there some orange or tangerine in there? Uh, some blood orange. Oh, wait, I, I have the, it right here. I got the label right here. Right here. So do I. Uh, Berliner with rose hips, blood orange, vanilla, and lactose. Wow, that's a lot going on in that beer. And man, it was it was tart but sweet, and just mm-hmm. it was very very good. I was uh, really excited to get a hold of those, and now they're gone wow yeah wow uh great beers by the way especially the grand teton you know i'm a big grand teton is my favorite idaho brewery Uh, i'm in i'm in idaho i should know right and i've been a fan of them for a long time and and the black cauldron is a great imperial stout for sure so well it's been funny every time i go every time something pops up again i i swear we're getting a sponsorship from tavor (laughs) we 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 just we have to (laughs) we need to I have a, another uh, another company in the works for a sponsorship spot. Let's do it. Uh, but Tavor, I think I need to call as well. Okay. Um, but but anyway, um, it's always cool when I see all these beers pop up that I've heard you and John talk about, and it's like, oh well, we've got you know something from Rubens, and we oh, got yeah. something from uh, uh, what was the one that I we drank the other day was um, attempted murder. Was bombastic. Bombastic. Yeah, yeah um, I saw you. I, yeah, I saw you. You said that was from Idaho or from Boise, but that's not a Boise brewery. Did you make a mistake? Don't, don't ruin it's it. It's from Hayden, Idaho. Oh, ah. Uh, did Hayden. I say Boise beer? Or did you you say said Idaho Boise beer? beer, and I'm like, I I didn't want to. I didn't want to make fun of you, but I. Why? I, <laughs> everybody makes fun of me. <laughs> okay, so it's in Hayden, huh? Bombastic. Mm-hmm. I gotta try that. Was it pretty good? It actually, it was delicious. It really was. It was a deep stout, so you know. 
Yeah. Had to had to drink that. So actually, we drank that entire beer and then we went we, to the movies. And then we went to the movies <laughs> and, and we fell um, asleep. I'm Denny. I am very classy, just so you know. Um, you sh- I'm the classiest 27 year old you will ever meet. Uh, I, I believe uh, it. You sound classy. I, I'm not doubting it at all. I um I decided that I was going to take beers with us because I hate the beer choices that they have at the movies. I've done it. So we split there. a tie uh, a can of Untitled Art. Um the coffee it was, uh, it was angry coffee. Ch- yeah it was angry chair and untitled art um, collaboration oh nice yeah. and then what was the other one that we had the other one was the cavatica stout that i actually yeah. actually drank that today i love that stout from fort george, from fort george. yes delicious let me tell you wreck it ralph breaks the internet was an amazing <laughs> <laughs> well tina it don't don't feel bad because i've done the same thing i have brought my craft beer t- to the theater with me and the movies are much better when you're drinking good craft beer. Oh, Denny, you'll learn there's no shame in my game, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I am the classiest one of them all because I hide them ever so uh, ever so inconspicuously in my hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Nice. And don't forget to bring your koozie. Yes. Got to keep them cool. Oh, that's right. We did put them in koozies first. We did because if not, they are very cold against your skin. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, Tina, did you have any other beers you wanted to mention uh, that were like uh, something that you want to share with our listeners? Well, the Bombastic is one that we had this week that 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 I really love. Okay. Um, and then last week, um, what was that one? And it's weird because as a girl, I always think, oh, what did I wear when I was drinking it? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a campfire stout from High Water Brewing. Oh. Um, was it smoky? It did taste like s'mores. Yeah, yeah. It tasted like straight s'mores. It was delicious, though. Um, it, it you could definitely tell the taste the marshmallow. You could definitely taste the graham cracker in it. And honestly, it wasn't as heavy as as a normal stout. It was very easy for me to drink. In fact, so easy I drank the whole bottle. Nice. I had a sip. One sip. Yeah. 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 Like, That's mine. <laughs> did you, Did you check it in with that one sip? I mean, I it was a large mouthful. <laughs> okay, so you did check it in then. Probably. Yeah. I had it before, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, it, it was really good. That was another one that we had this week that was really good. Um, let's see. Easy Evil. Um, that was another one that is from the Anchorage uh, Brewing Company. It's, mm-hmm. It was a raspberry, am I saying this right? Saison. Saison, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not a big fan of Brett, though. No, but you know the funny thing is, is that that Brett shows up uh, in that experiment beer mm-hmm. from Anchorage, and two things: one, that is a beer that I really enjoy that has Brett uh, Britannomyces and uh, Lactobacillus and a couple other funky bugs in there that um, I actually really enjoyed. And two, uh, I say, good job to you for having. Um, a beer with Brett and lacto and all kinds of the, it probably has PDO in it and all kinds of, <laughs> all kinds of weird stuff. But you know, most people in the very beginning of their craft beer journey shy away from that yeah. stuff. And yeah. it's, it's, it's cool that you enjoy that so much. Um, but that beer was so good. I kind of like to jump in blindfolded. I kind of like to not put judgment on any beer until it is in my mouth. Yeah. Um, you can't, you can't necessarily do that with beer. I mean, it's just like judging a book by its cover. I shop by label. 
if I look at a label and I think, oh my God, that is the coolest label, like Easy Evil. <laughs> um, it is a woman that is sitting at a desk, like a secretary, and she's got a phone to her ear and her head is just a cloud of smoke. So I was like, oh, I could totally relate to that today. <laughs> yep, I'm drinking that right now. Or like Never Nude. Um, wow. I was drinking Never Nude, which is another Berliner that was from Hidden Springs. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a Napoleon. Um, it tasted like Neapolitan ice cream. Mm -hmm. I keep saying Napoleon. Yeah. Um, it was Neapolitan ice cream. It was uh, strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate, and it tasted like that in an ice cream sandwich. But looking at the can, I can go, yeah, I could totally wrap presents in my underwear and drink this beer. It's going to be great. And it was. <laughs> and it was, Denny. It, it was sounds amazing. great. It sounds great. Um, but, yeah, in, in, that, in that sense that sometimes I do – I do look at a beer and think, hmm, I'm not going to judge you by what's inside. I like your outside. Mm -hmm. I do that with people, though. I, I, I'm all about, <laughs> I'm all about beer labels, right? Beer labels will get me to buy a beer, and especially beer puns on labels. I am a sucker for beer puns. So, I mean, that's why we like B cups so much. That's mm -hmm. why I like B cups. Yeah, B cups are great. <laughs> but, you know, B cups are nice too. I, and I, I, I told <laughs> Tina to call in, leave us a voicemail if she wanted to win a, um, a set of B cups. She, <laughs> she let us down. That's okay. There's still an opportunity. There's plenty of time to get in your, you know, you can, you can call in for our next show. And she's used them. Like she used one today. I did. <laughs> I did. <sighs> they have their use. They do. I think they're, they're cute little cups. They're adorbs. <laughs> especially when you drink them with your pinky up well, uh, denny i i, I and we've kind of run along run on about the uh about the stuff we've been drinking what have you been drinking i have been drinking a lot but i have narrowed <laughs> i have narrowed it down to three beers that i will talk about tonight because i don't want to have this show linger on forever uh the first one i'm going to talk about is from a brewery that I'm not, you know, I don't really talk about very often. It's Rogue Ales. Uh, Rogue was Rogue back in the early days of craft beer. They, you know, they made some good beer, but, you know, they haven't uh, necessarily been producing great beers since the early times. Mm -hmm. But I will say that this beer that I drank uh, a few days ago really was uh, a really good example of the style and it's called the charlie 2018 it's an american strong ale and this is a tribute to charlie charlie uh and i just had his name in my chaplain no no charlie <laughs> the uh the homebrew guy papazian is that his name chris papazian now if right. john was on he would tell me the right name i know but no, he's got to work. But, but he's got to work. But uh, but it was it was a a beer to tribute him. And I'll tell you what, I'm a sucker for a good American strong ale. Uh, if if you don't like bitterness, you're not going to like this beer because this has got a big malty upfront character followed by a a really strong bitter back end. And I love this beer. Uh, I gave it yes a five cap rating. That's how good this damn beer was. Um. It's a special beer that you're probably not going to get unless you're in Oregon. Um, I was lucky enough to have my son's ex-wife <laughs> go to Newport Beach, Oregon, and pick it up for me and bring it back to me as a gift 
um, yes, I'm still close that way. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I enjoy this beer and if you can get it, try it for sure. The next beer is right here in the heart of Boise, Idaho, Sockeye Brewing. And this is a beer that I have drank, uh, before, but never logged it into untapped because I forgot that I had not checked us in since I've been on untapped. It's called the Sockeye, Sockeye Brewing. The Flying Pie Triple Pie Belgian Triple L. And this is uh, the house beer of Flying Pie Pizzeria in Boise. And it's a, a fantastic Belgian triple. Now, I've had this beer a number of times. I just didn't realize that I hadn't checked it in to Untapped. Because, again, once you drink beers, you just think that if it's a beer you've drank before, it's already been checked in. I never checked it in. So Sarah and I have been... Uh, you know, going to this pizza place and I started drinking this beer again and I wanted to make sure that I let everyone know in the local area that if you go to Flying Pie, this is the only place this beer, well, I take it back. They do offer it sometimes at the brewery, but most of the time you can get it year-round at the, the Flying Pie uh, Pizzeria. But it's a fantastic triple, four and a quarter rating for, uh, for this beer. Really, really good. And then my last beer is also from Sockeye Brewing. My daughter came into town for Christmas, and she said, Dad, let's go out and do some shopping for Christmas, and we have to have a date night. And she wanted to go to a brewery and have some beers and dinner, and we went to Sockeye. And, of course, while we were there, I had to have the best beer on the list, which was the Sockeye Kiss of Death Imperial Stout. Uh, this beer is big. I think it was like 14% ABV. It's a big beer. Big, thick, lots of uh, barrel-aged character, lots of uh, chocolate and uh, roastiness to it. Uh, four and a quarter rating from me. Really good. If you're in the Boise area, you have to get a taste of this Kiss of Death stout. Any so comments? That, uh, that, that Sockeye Brewing, so we were talking, I think it was the last show or the show before that, where I said, you know, this we went down to uh four stacks brewing in Apollo beach and I, and I was bitching because it was a half hour away. Yeah. How far is sockeye brewing from your house? Well, it's 20 minutes away, but everything is 20 minutes away from where I live because I live kind of on the, the South side of Boise. I'm in the Boise uh, zip code area, but because I'm on, I, we, you know, we built our place outside of the city limits right on the outside where, there was farms and such. Now those farms are gone, and now it's just a bunch of houses built right up to our house. Um, it Everything takes about 20 minutes for us to get to. So it's about a 20-minute drive for us to get to Sockeye, but it's worth it. Okay, that's not bad. You're right. It's it's probably worth it. Yeah, I mean... Especially any, when you any, drive an hour and a half to a decent brewery. Yeah, no, hour and a half is too much. <laughs> I won't go just... that far. Don't you just love Tampa? Uh, so, I do. I hate Orlando. Yeah, so Tina and Manny live uh, just outside of uh, Orlando. Oh. Um, oh. Like, what, you guys are like 20 minutes from Disney, right? We live on Disney. <laughs> yeah. We are, we are in the long arm of the mouse. Um, yeah, no, we live about 20, 25 minutes from Disney. Um, and I will never sell my house for that reason. I will only rent it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that was one thing that I did notice coming from Fort Lauderdale where we did live um, right before we moved actually is when um, craft breweries really started to take off in the area that we lived in. 
And there were a couple bars that were in the area. And I say the word bar because that's what they are. Mm -hmm. um, if you can smoke inside, you are not a brewery, you are a bar. True. Um, and I would just remember going in there and asking for just looking at the taps to see if there was anything new and, and in, anything that, that wasn't there before that I didn't recognize. And that would be the first thing that I would try. Um, and a couple small bars did get into um, maybe buying like two or three kegs from different home brewers or different um, brewers that were really trying to take off. And that's really where a lot of my friends started to get their start um, in, in the craft brew beer world. There's actually a friend of ours that uh, is running a brewery right now in Fort Lauderdale that he started. Um, he graduated from culinary school and he started making cakes and working with chocolate as a chocolatier and decided to try to mix chocolate and beer together and just decided he really liked beer more than chocolate <laughs> um, and opened his own brewery and restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. So he um, right now he's really trying to do everything that he can to try to break into that world. So it, he does pretty well so far. Um, but a lot of it is just because it's it's word of mouth that's people getting out there because you still have these bigger names that are out there like Funky Buddha that is mm -hmm. literally four blocks away from him. And it's very hard for him to say, yeah, no, I'm better. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> when people hear that name and they assume that name is going to come with some type of responsibility for being great. Uh, Tina, you, you realize that Chris and Megan are both culinary uh, chefs, right? Um, yeah, and I try to take advantage of that as often as possible. When you have friends that are culinary chefs, you try to get them to make you stuff other than cheeseburgers and scrambled <laughs> eggs, which is pretty much what I live off of. <laughs> um, but I did grow up, um, even though I'm from Chicago, my family is from the South originally. They're from Tennessee. So I grew up with the mindset of I had to learn how to cook. Yes. Um, so... It's funny because when we do all hang out, I, I tend, I'm, I'm a control freak. So I tend to be like, Hey, Hey, what are you guys, what are you doing in there? So can I, can I do something in there? And it, sometimes I just let them do it. Um, and then there are other times that I just, um, I just take over. Okay. But it does give them a break because then they don't have to cook. <laughs> but, I always always tell appreciated. Them, but I always tell them I did not go to culinary school. So as I grease this, cake pan with Crisco. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> That's what we used. We used Crisco. It wasn't, you know, branded Crisco, but we used the same thing. Lard tastes delicious. Um, yeah, it does. It does. I've been, I've been um, fortunate enough that, that Tina and Manny have been here um, and they've been making a, a handful of meals for us. So the last, what, so dinner last night, um, Manny made breakfast this Manny morning. Manny made breakfast this morning, but I took care of dinner last night. Um, Tina took care of the sides last night, but then, you know, for Christmas, I I broke out the smoker and did pulled pork and baby oh, nice. back ribs and smoked oh. wings and all we kinds ate of that good. for days. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, there are times that I do just ask him to smoke meat for me. Just because <laughs> he's a good meat I don't smoker. have a smoker and I'm lazy. Smoke <laughs> the hell out of some meat. <laughs> That's what she said. Okay. You know, she did. <laughs> but this is the judge-free zone, Danny. Remember? It is. I'm not judging. I'm just laughing. I'm having a good time. Oh, all right. Well, hey, let's move on. Guess what, Chris? We had, we had some voicemail. We had some voicemail. We had actually three voicemails from Chad Lamasa. And let's hear what Chad had to say. 
Hey guys, it's Chad in Baltimore. I uh, just figured I'd give one last call before the the new year started. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say, Denny, it is pronounced Trogues. <laughs> Can you please learn how to say that? Drives me crazy being from the East Coast and, uh, you know, hearing it pronounced correctly and having been to the brewery and that's how they say it. So uh, I just wanted to fill you in on that. Um, also, I had a, a little bit of a beer excursion to, uh, Durham, North Carolina a couple weeks ago. Um, I typically take my son down to uh, a Duke basketball game every, every year around, you know, the beginning of December, end of or, uh, November, something like that. And, um, there's a really cool beer store down there called Sam's Quick Shop, which apparently is about to close at the end of the year. So I won't be going there next year. Um, but I did find another place called Starpoint Brewery slash Beer Study, which was a very cool place. Um, the ladies that were working there were very friendly and helpful. Um, let's see. I bought, I think I bought about 20 beers while I was down there. Um, some of which were really cool. Um, there was one called Dingo Dog Brewery Susie's Maple Ginger Cider, which I believe I may have mentioned to you, Denny, on Twitter at some point. Um, but I had bought it for my wife, who just did not like it, and I absolutely loved it. I gave it uh, four and a half caps, or I mean, sorry, four and a quarter caps on untapped. Uh, I thought the ginger and the maple blended very nicely together. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of very interesting uh, cider. Um, let's see. I also got several decadent ales, which I'm not sure if they're available around you, but if they are, I would give them a try. They, um, they're typically, uh, like cream pop or smoothie themed, but they also had one called strawberry French toast, which was, uh, very good, but was my lowest rated one at, at a four capper. So those are all very nice, uh, beers. Uh, I also picked up, uh, a beer which became my 999th check-in on Untapped. It was, uh, called, it's from Ipswich Brewery. It's called Bohemian Raspberry. Uh, Freddie Mercury's, you know, on the can in that iconic pose with his fist up in the air. Um, I thought this was a fantastic beer. A great gateway into sours if somebody's looking to get into that style. Um, I also picked up my thousandth untapped uh, check-in, which took me forever to get that badge, but it was a um, – okay, I didn't realize there was a timer on the voicemail. Sorry about that. Um, so I'll try to finish this up quickly. Um, some uh, oh, The other beer I got was my thousandth beer. It was New Anthem's Hand-Me-Down Pumas, which had the Beastie Boys on the cover er, – uh, sorry, on the artwork. And it was a super hoppy Imperial um, New England Pale Ale. Uh, I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan, so as soon as I saw that can, I was like, yep, that's going to be my thousandth check-in. Can't uh, can't miss that one. And uh, it was well worth it. Um, I also had a couple other uh, beers that weren't from North Carolina, just local Maryland beers, but they were both Big Lebowski-themed and have, you know, scenes from the movie on it. Um, one was called Special Lady Friend, which is a fruit, fruity, hazy IPA, which I gave four and a half caps. And the other was a White Russian, which was a delicious coffee cream ale, 
which I, I gave five caps. And the last one I had was from the brewery. Um, it was bakery coconut macaroons, and it was like Hershey's chocolate sauce over coconut. No alcohol burn at all, and way too easy drinking for a 13%er. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, you guys have a safe and happy new year, and I look forward to hearing you guys throughout 2019. Bye. Hey, guys. Sorry, it's Chad again. Um, I think I didn't tell you the name of the brewery that made the uh, Big Lebowski beers, and it's called Jailbreak, and it's you know just a local Maryland brewery that has some pretty good beers besides those. Uh, that's it. Take care. Bye. All right. Well, thank you, Chad, for those awesome voicemails, all three of them. I know it's hard when you have a lot to say. Sometimes you get cut off, but it's okay. And I appreciate you correcting me. It sounded like you were a little bit annoyed at the fact that I couldn't commit to the name of Trogues. But now that you told me exactly how to say it, I'm going to commit. It's Trogues, like rogues with a T, Trogues. So thank you for that uh, little bit of uh, education. And, hey, I really appreciate you talking about your trip down to North Carolina with your son to go see some, I'm assuming, basketball games. Um, and, you, of course, when you're down there, you're going to pick up some beer. And these are some great beers. I did see that you logged into the Dingo Dog Susie's Maple Ginger Cider, which sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm a, you know, I appreciate unique ciders. Chris and Tina... Uh, does that sound like something you might enjoy, or is it too sweet for you? I mean, I would definitely try it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I would try it, too. It, I, in fact, once I saw Chad check into it, uh, I actually saw him first, I think, talk about it on Twitter, and then I went and saw it on Untapped. Um, I appreciated that check-in. He also mentions Decadent Ales, the Strawberry French Toast. Uh, I I have heard about decadent ales but i've never had a decadent ale but i know they make some big sweet you know sweet stouts that uh that i'd love to try and beers but this one sounds pretty good have you guys had any decadent ales uh, i believe i've had some uh i don't remember them specifically uh but the name sounds very familiar okay uh tina had to go run and check on her daughter real quick so um that's okay. She probably hasn't had any. No. She's still new to craft beer. And it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How about the uh, Ipswich Ales, the Bohemian Rhapsody, or Raspberry, I mean. Uh, well, the, nah, that, that, sounds, that also sounds really good. And uh, like Tina was just mentioning, there's, 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 a, there's a nice spot in our, in our hearts for for Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody and, and that kind of thing, because that's some great music. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you go and look at the, the artwork on that, it has the old classic uh, Freddie Mercury standing in his yellow leather suit uh, with his hand up in the air. Uh, you know. That, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a nice little tribute to Queen and Freddie Mercury. I know my buddy uh, Alex Fuchs, you know, he's my uh, – my friend from Israel that we uh, enjoy drinking beer together, and I know he has a tribute to Freddie Mercury uh, also in some beers that he's uh, made. Uh, so I know he would appreciate that. So if I ever made it to Ipswich Ales, I would have to pick up a can or bottle of that and take it back to him so he would enjoy that for sure. Also, Ips, Ipswich. Oh, yeah. they're in Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. 
Uh, he also mentioned his thousand untapped check-in, one thousand beers. I, you know what? Did it's hard know? for me to remember back to one thousand. It's been so long ago. But uh, but Chad just went over one thousand un untapped check-ins with the new anthems "Hand Me Down Pumas," a tribute to the Beastie Boys. Which hey, who doesn't like the Beastie Boys, right? I'm a big fan of the Beastie Boys. How about you, Chris? I love the Beastie Boys. Yeah, who doesn't like Beastie Boys. Yeah, no, everyone loves Beastie Boys. Have you the, had the any of this? The communists don't like Beastie oh, Boys. Oh, what? They don't? <laughs> damn it! Those damn communists. I know. Have you had any new anthems, beer? No, I don't think so. Okay, damn. Because they were, aren't they located like right near? Uh, Okay, I gotta check where they're at now because I thought they were right in uh in your where are these guys out of? New Anthem Beer Project, Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, they're North Carolina. Never mind. I was thinking they were uh they were uh a Massachusetts or a uh Maryland brewery, but uh yeah, we gotta check those out for sure. And then I I I'm gonna admit something that I've watched the Big Lebowski, but honestly, I just don't get the the draw of this movie. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just not a, a stoner enough to really get it. But the Big Lebowski theme beer, Jailbreak Special Lady Friend, and the Jailbreak White Russian, he mentions. Uh, I'm willing to try anything. They sound good to me. Uh, I'm just not a Big Lebowski fan. How about you, Chris? Are you a Big Lebowski fan? So admittedly, I haven't seen that movie in a very, very long time. Yeah. I, I remember seeing it probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Dude. Come on. Dude. White Russians all day. <laughs> See? It's dudeism. Well, look, I guess movie night's coming up then. Okay, so we need to make Okay, here's the deal. Before our next episode, we need to watch The Big Lebowski so we can do a rev like a beer review of it on our next episode. So, Chris, you and Tina, you got you need to have a movie night. Where you you know all of you, Megan and Manny, everyone gets together and watches the movie. Sarah and I will watch the movie, and then we can talk about it on the next episode. Okay. Okay. And you gotta drink beer, so we gotta talk about the beers we drink while watching it. There's only one person that's not gonna drink, though, unfortunately. Well, he can drink. What What does he like to drink? Cider. Nothing. He does not drink any alcohol at all. Wow. He smokes cigars, though. <laughs> Okay. So he does he does enjoy some form of relaxation, um, and he does it. And he actually has a cigar page that he's starting. So it's with my journey into the craft beer um, world, he has decided to take up smoking cigars, and I detest cigars. <laughs> so <laughs> we kind of have this tit for tat thing going right now because okay. he's not a fan of alcohol. Just we've worked in bars for many many years, so drunk people annoy him. Yeah. Um, and I have a nickname, which is funny because it's the name that everybody calls me. It's Tina. Um, but that Tina is a little different there's, when she's a little drunk. Yeah, there's Tina and then there's Tina. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's uh, now you've piqued my interest. <laughs> so this Tina, Denny, she's she's crazy. Wow. <laughs> that's why we don't. It's like a gremlin. You don't feed them water after midnight. Yes. You don't feed me tequila. Oh. At all. At all. At any point of the day or night or ever. <laughs> okay. All right. So when I come when I come to Florida, 
Um, We're I, getting a bottle of Silver Patron, oh, and you and I will take a that couple shots. Delicious. Well, I, I I prefer Don Julio uh, oh, myself, so yes. we'll, we'll go. We'll step it up a little bit for. <laughs> Thank you, please. <laughs> so we so we can have the tequila. Manny can have his cigars. We can get Sarah her mojitos. Yes, she loves mojitos. Yes, and I I mean I don't see what could go wrong. Yeah, it'd yeah. be a great night. Let's do it. And and honestly, it was it was. Funny, I was talking to Manny the other night about big beer and how how you know some breweries get bought out, and we were discussing the whole thing that where um, cigar manufacturers do that very same thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, for for the people that enjoy cigars, uh, they have the same big beer obstacles as well, mm. where the uh, where the cigar company will. Um, just grow so large, or they'll collaborate with other larger companies, or they'll get bought out uh, by larger producers, and sometimes their quality suffers for it. That's why I haven't really touched Funky Buddha beer ah. in a long time. Yeah, I haven't bought Funky Buddha in a long time. Wow. For that reason. The last one actually was the 4th of July. That was the last Funky Buddha that I ever drank. Oh, Strawberry Shortcake? Strawberry Shortcake. Oh, Ah, okay. Well, you know what? We'll talk I like about the label. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Funky Buddha in just a, a little bit. We have a, a listener feedback that talks about Funky Buddha, so we'll get your feedback on that. All right. Well, hey, guess what? You guys all just heard Chad Lamasa send a voicemail in, and guess what? He is entered into our contest to win a set of B cups. If you get your voicemails in, you have a chance of winning a set of B cups before our contest ends and that will be ending on episode 120 which is six episodes wait is that six four episodes away i <laughs> i lost track of time on uh, february 28th we'll be announcing the winner of our next b cups uh contest so if you want to have a chance right now it's amanda and chad it's a 50 50 chance of either of those two winning our b cups get your voicemail in to be entered into that contest all right, so we had some feedback from from our last episode. We have a number of them. We'll just start off with uh, uh, Kyle in Ohio. Chris, why don't you go ahead and read uh, what he had to say on Twitter? Sure. So our buddy Kyle in Ohio mentioned on Twitter, he's listening to episode 115, and I've got to agree with one point mentioned. Old Nation is putting out some phenomenal New England IPAs. They just started distributing to Central Ohio, and the four I've tried so far were all amazing. And he had posted a photo of their uh, M43, which is a New England IPA, where both Tom Joseph and Tom Byrne replied with, great beer. Yeah. So, hey, Chris, you you know, you know, started uh, quite a, a little fad going because everyone agrees that Great Notion is fantastic. Now, how come I haven't had Great Notion yet? Um, how come you haven't had Old Nation yet? Whatever it is. Old nation, <laughs> great nation, any nation. I haven't had any of it. Old notion, nation, great nation. Uh, sure. Um, I, I've had one or two beers. It's okay. I, I'm not sure why you haven't had it yet. Okay. I just need to have uh, Tom Joseph and, and John Ream and Kyle in Ohio send me some beers. I, I don't know why you're, you're not able to get it. I mean, somebody could send it to you. Somebody could send it to me. It's okay. I'll wait. Don't worry. It'll get sent soon. John well, could send it to you. He could. He could. <laughs> um, let's go on, though. Uh, Jay, at JK Collins 84 mentions on Twitter, 
his he go, went ahead and listed his top 2018 beers and i i really appreciate when our listeners go and and give us their list because uh you know creating these lists is not easy especially when you drink a lot of beer like chris and i do it's hard to narrow down uh what your favorites are but he did just that for the hoppy beers he listed trophy brewings cloud surfer also no da brewings true grit high branch pounder lawson's finest which is their sip of sunshine which We've mentioned on the, the show a, a number of times that this is a great beer that I've never had. Have you had this one, Chris? No, it's, that's on my list of – that's my bucket list beer. Yeah, yeah, it's on my bucket list too. And when I see people that listen to the show that list that beer, it makes me even want to have it even more because it just reaffirms that this is a great beer. And then the brewery uh, Bavana Grove. And then for the dark beers – now, here's where it gets a little bit controversial, although I think, Chris, you and I can agree that this beer is really good. The Funky Buddha Last Snow, is that still a good beer? Um, I haven't had the last year or two's uh, version, but, I mean, the the previous ones, and I know we brought you one out to Vegas when, yeah. we, when you visited with us, it's still good. Yeah, I loved it. It was I loved that beer. How about Trina? What do you think of Last, of, uh, last Snow? Um, I mean, honestly, the last time that I drank anything from Funky Buddha was the strawberry shortcake. Um, it didn't, it didn't really tickle my fancy. I, I, I honestly, I don't like when beer companies like that become commercialized because then they start to, um, lose their creativity a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel like I've noticed in the beginning, they came up with like these amazing ideas for beers. There were some beers that I, I am not a fan of coconut. I'm not a fan of banana in beer, but if they made it, I'd probably try it. <laughs> and now we're talking like three or four years ago. It's yeah. been more recently where, like I said, that there's more craft beers are coming out. It's becoming more prominent. Um, more people are starting to recognize it. So it's, it's, getting harder to be the originals it's getting harder to be the people that that kind of have that idea mm -hmm. um so their more recent stuff i have I've, I've steered clear of and i've gone a little bit um uh i've gone a little bit more mom and pop um but like i said the last one that we did have was a uh, strawberry shortcake and that was on the fourth of july now i can't remember off the top of my head um let's see what exactly it was but it, it really wasn't bad. And again, I told you, I drink beer based on labels. So if you look at the label, it is a redhead who is very angry. <laughs> <laughs> she is very angry. <laughs> and that one day, if you meet me, Manny, or uh, Denny, that uh, it'll, you'll see. Okay. She's, she's small, but she is mighty. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so Denny's, Denny's also about my height, too. Uh, uh, actually, well, I am... Very, very small <laughs> in comparison. I'm four eleven. Wow. On a good day. Yeah. Wow. Um and my husband is about five is eight, five ten. We're gonna call him five ten because he's a man. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so it's funny because when the four of us all go out together, people kind of look at us as like uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger and twins. We are the midget version of Megan and Chris. So. <laughs> yeah, because Megan's not short either. She's uh, uh, Megan's five no, eleven. Uh, yep. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, and us as friends, like when when you go, we go out as girls because um, we've gone out a couple times to Swan Brewery here in Lakeland. 
um, and, and enjoyed some of their um, local beers. And it's very funny because when we walk in the door, you see a girl that's 4'11 and a girl that's 5'11. <laughs> and you wonder, what could they really have in common? Beer. We are here to drink. So it is kind of funny to kind of look at the four of us walking and it's in the outside world because we do look like complete opposites. No, oh, hey. And my daughter, funny enough, is um, actually tall. She takes after my mom, which I did not. Ah. And my mom is about Megan's height. Um, oh, wow. So oh. my daughter is going to be much taller than me okay. in the coming years. Yeah, it won't take long before she's uh, outgrows you. That's, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I'm almost on the back nine, so <laughs> here's to the back nine. <laughs> All right, so but college is necessary. So yeah, just go away, go to oh, college. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the second uh, dark beer that uh, Jay mentions is Firestone Walker's Parabola, which is also a very good beer. It's a great beer. Yeah, um, he and he goes ahead and mentions some sour and lager choices. He mentions. Again, you guys already mentioned Rheingeist Brewery, the Press Tart, which is a beer I had when I was visiting John's Brewery. I think that was the Press Tart that I had there. Uh, pretty tasty. And then the Birdsong Rewind Lager. So, interesting. So, thank you, Jay, for uh, giving us your list. And, Chris, why don't you go ahead and read off uh, Kyle Lilly's uh, list? Yeah, so... Uh... Kyle, uh, thank you again for sending in uh, some feedback to us. This is the second one I get to read from you. Mm -hmm. uh, commented on our show post on Facebook and in Twitter, and he wanted to put together a list uh, of his top five, five beers. He said, putting together a list like this is tough, so I decided to try it out. I threw together my top five hoppy, beer, hoppy and dark beers below. Um, so in the hoppy category, he had Three Floyd's Dreadnought, the Trillium Wetsuit, mm. Treehouse Julius. Oh, yeah. Which I've tried. Which oh. I've also tried. It's wow. delicious. You lucky yeah. guys. I'll... You stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Old Nation. Old Nation. Boss Tweed. Yeah, yeah. that keeps coming up, huh? And mm. then uh, uh, the Alchemist Focal Banger. So, again, another, um, another bucket list beer. So, Alchemist, they're... Hetty Topper, yeah. Focal Banger. I, I've had Hetty Topper. I, I know Focal you Banger. have, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've only had one one of his five beers. You've had, what, how many have you two. had? Two? I've had two. Yeah. The, the Dreadnought and the Treehouse. Yeah. All right, so moving on to his dark beers. Um, I've had two of these, three of these. Uh, Cigar City's Marshall Zukoff. All right. Yeah. Getting here in Tampa. Uh, the, <laughs> the Omnipolo. Aeon Pecan Mud Cake. I, I've had that one. Yeah? It's good. How, how was it? It's good. It's, good? it's really good, right. yeah. Uh, Funky Buddha's Last Buffalo in the Park. <laughs> have you had that one? I have. I wasn't a fan. Oh, okay. But this was also a couple years ago. I think this when when I tried it, it was before they were bought out. Okay. Um, and I just didn't remember liking it. Um, Odd Side Ales Deleterious? Deleterious? <laughs> The lecherous. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting to have some odd side ales myself. They're actually sold at a, um, a liquor store, beer liquor store. That is the one that I go to a lot that is down the street from my house. The last one that I had from them um, was their prickly pear cactus pineapple fruitsicle. Wow. Um, it 
how do I explain? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was good. Um, it was good in the sense of that it it wasn't an IP. <laughs> okay. Um, but it wasn't one that I, it just it was really strong. Um, I don't like stuff that's very pungent in the front, and to me that it, it was almost as if it kicked me in the face through the cup. Yeah. So if I can taste it before I can actually put it in my mouth, I kind of have that that little bit of a okay, this is going to be intense. Um, but you got to prep yourself for that. And then it wasn't a dark either, so it was very much um, on their creamsicle list. And like I said, I keep trying to try find that one. I'm looking. I'm searching. All right. So I'm actually was just flipping through on un- Untapped, and Kyle Lilly popped up. Uh, he from Odd Side Ales. He also also had Hazel's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> wow! That one a five capper. So wow, Hazel's nuts is pretty good then. So it must be delicious. Kyle. Kyle likes Hazel's nuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's see. So in the dark ales, uh, and then the last one he put in was Goose Island BCBS, the Bourbon County sellout brand stout. Yeah, mm-hmm. sellout maybe, but you know what? <laughs> That one's still pretty good. It it is pretty good. And I mentioned today I was chatting back and forth on Twitter. And I mentioned that, uh, you know, he, I mentioned that I had a beer that I paid $21 for the bottle and I was very disappointed. I, it wasn't worth the money to me. And he, and I asked if any of our, you know, followers had any ex- similar experiences. And he just mentioned that he bought two bottles of the Goose Island special variants for $2, two bottles for $50. That's about $25 a bottle, right? And that those are not those are sixteen ounce bottles. Those aren't like big bottles. Oh. So that's a that's a lot. And um he hasn't had them yet, but you know, to me, I like Bourbon County what is it? Uh Bourbon what's it called? Bourbon County it's Bourbon County brand stout. Brand Stroud, stout. I like the the base beer, but I, even at my store, it's selling the the base beer is selling for twelve bucks a bottle. Damn. I still didn't pick it up. Because I'm like, you know what? I'd rather have other beers that are, you know, maybe local or independent or something a little bit better. And so I pass it up. Now, if it would have been the barley wine, that barley wine is incredible. I would have paid whatever price they wanted for the barley wine, but the barley wine wasn't available uh, in my area. So I missed out on it uh, this year. But, uh, but hey, I'm glad that Kyle enjoys that beer. Do you, do you like uh, barley wine, Tina? I do actually. In fact, just um, yesterday, yeah, yesterday I actually enjoyed a delicious glass of Zigtag. Z- Zaktig. Z- Zaktig. Oh, yeah, Ohio beer. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was big barley, um, barrel Thanks, aged barrel wine. It, yes, thank you, Tavor. <laughs> nice. Um, and it was absolutely delicious. I, I, um, before that though, I had had one from Odell Brewing. Um, and it was a raspberry cherry um, aged in oak, mm-hmm. which I really, really liked as well. Um, but that that was the starter beer. Yeah, that that is what uh, <laughs> that is where that is where the barley wine came in after. <laughs> um, but I do I do like barley wines. I do like meads. Um, mead, especially at the Ren Fair, for some reason, um, it seems most fitting. For those type of occasions. Okay. Are you are you cosplaying? <laughs> are you dressing up at the 
Um, there are times that I have worn a corset <laughs> or two. <laughs> I am not past that. I am not putting on past putting on some elf ears and some glitter mm. and pretending that I was born back then. So um, yeah, that that I can do. Okay. Uh, but I couldn't wear the skirts. Something about wearing skirts. I was much more of an archer. Ah. Give me a corset, cool, but give me some pants and boots to wear with it. I like. I, I can kick you in the face at some point. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate. <laughs> it. Tell you, she's small, but she is feisty. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna mess with you. I know better. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kyle, for your awesome list. We really appreciate you uh, participating in our top five list. And we had our buddy Brad Fatler. At PK the Buckeye, he posted on our Twitter, just chilling at Hoppin' Frog. And he had a photo of his flight at the brewery because he obviously heard Chris and I talking about Hoppin' Frog on our episode, our last episode. And we. I had Hop, Hoppin' Frog two days ago. I yeah. know. I love Hoppin' Frog. It was like Frog. Christmas in a glass. It is. It is. It's, it's just delicious. Uh, uh, yeah, we love Hoppin' Frog. And the next time I visit Ohio, I'm going up to. Akron, and I'm going to visit the damn brewery because I can't leave Ohio without visiting the brewery next time I'm there. Look, so when you go to, so Columbus is two hours from Akron. Yeah, right? I'll do so it. Yeah. Going to where John is, I mean, what did he say? He's like 20 minutes. Yeah, he's 20 minutes uh, west of, or east of uh, Columbus. Yeah, so it's an hour and a half. Yeah. No, I'll and do it's it. Well, well worth it. Yeah. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for sure. Okay, Chris, right. one last. So we, yeah, so we had uh, our friend Amanda at Try to Stay Upright. She mentioned on Twitter, in the back seat with my new friend. Oh, that's kind of wow. nice. <laughs> with, uh, didn't know you went that way, Amanda. Good uh, quadruple barrel, big, bad Baptist bomber. That's a mouthful in the back seat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> hope you guys had a great Christmas. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you this year. Hopefully it's in Tampa, just saying. Um, for the hashtag beer adventure redemption redemption trip. Yeah, so that'd be here in Tampa. Yeah. And I don't know I don't know if I want to read this next hashtag. <laughs> Down with DFH120. <laughs> Come on, Amanda. I thought we were friends. <laughs> Dogfish head, 120-minute IPA. Uh. Yeah, yeah, we need to make that happen. Um, you know, I I've mentioned that uh, you know Sarah is planning our 30th anniversary trip to Ireland in June. Oh, so I'm so jealous. Yeah, so we're I think we've got it nailed down to a 10 day trip, uh, circling the entire uh, area, you know, the whole island of Ireland. Uh, should be fun. A lot of drinking, a lot of good times. Uh, they drink there. Yeah, they, I hear we they drink. drink a little. <laughs> yeah. yes, we only we drink a little. Are you are you Irish, Denny, or I, Sarah? I, my wife is Irish. Um, her family, actually, the Butler family, has a castle there in Ireland. Uh, nice. She visited. Yeah, she she visited the castle um, nearly thirty years ago. Uh, they went there for a trip after she graduated high school, uh, and and visited the you know the homestead. Uh, so we're going to go back and try to find the castle when we go back. And, of course, just go and 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 do what tourists do. You know, drink, eat, drink and be merry. And, and, well, you don't eat in Ireland, really. The food is not really <laughs> Potatoes, liquid. right? I, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, that, is, that is a dream bucket list 
trip for my husband and I. Um, he always claims that he was born into the wrong culture. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he jokes about how he married in, um, to the white people land and, uh, he, <laughs> he is fully, <laughs> he has fully embraced, um, the Irish and Celtic type culture. He really has. Uh, I always joke sometimes and tell him that he is whiter than I am just because <laughs> he, is, he is all about knowing everything about my culture that I know absolutely nothing about. And so much so that I thought I was Irish, um, up until recently and he made it a point to find my family's lineage and to find out that I truly am, in fact, Scottish. Oh. Um, because the Maclean's originally did not come from Ireland. Originally, we apparently came from Scotland, although I'm so glad I didn't get that tattooed. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, that that is definitely to kiss the Blarney Stone. That would be that would be a bucket list item of yeah, mine. Although yeah. my husband is terrified of of heights, so yeah. So the so, only way that I'm getting him up there is if I get him drunk first, and well, yeah, we know how that's going. Yeah, yeah. My my wife my wife <laughs> has kissed the, the the Blarney Stone before. Uh, now she wants me to kiss it. I'm not scared of heights. I'm not scared of uh, much of anything, maybe. But uh, but we'll, we'll probably do it. We're gonna have a a good trip, but. Because of that trip, it might be a little bit hard to fund two uh, two trips. But I still am going to make it to Tampa. And who knows? Maybe we'll have a good year, and we'll make it to Ireland and Tampa, and we'll have the beer adventure redemption trip uh, together. That'd be good. Don't tease me, Denny. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, if you do come down, I would love to meet you and Sarah. Of course, of course, and, and go and enjoy a delicious. IP uh, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. But then who knows? I might find one that I actually like. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, I I'm sure I can find one you'll like. I'll find one you'll like. <laughs> mm. Like I said, I'm very curious about these milkshake IPAs because that was the one that I can honestly sit back and say that I I genuinely enjoyed. That I would have drank that entire can. Okay. And not hated it. All right. So I'll need to bring some from my area to have you try too. Then. North Carolina also seems like a really good area to to get a lot of that from because I keep getting a lot of stuff that keeps popping up on different social media sites um, that just recommend me to be in that area mm -hmm. for different beers, um, especially weird um, IPAs. I don't know if maybe it's just because it's what's more popular in that area, so that is what they're brewing in order to accommodate the masses. Hey, if you guys would like to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at taptocraft at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us at taptocraft. And, of course, feel free to write on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash taptocraft. And don't forget, we do have a voicemail number. You can reach us at 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. And leave your feedback or your questions. And of course, if you do leave a voicemail, you will be entered in to our B Cups contest uh, that will be uh, awarded in February. And we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show and providing the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, then we know you'll find some other great content like the following. 
Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Form Radio Network over at OpenFormRadio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Form Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. Now it's time for the Brew Buzz segment. The Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics, and this week we are going to hit you guys up with our 2019 craft beer predictions and resolutions. So, Chris, do you want me to start with my predictions, or do you want to start with yours? Um, how about we go back and forth, because you had a few more than I did. <clears throat> okay. Um, a few? Yeah, well, he writes a lot more than I I, I have five, and mine start off... Down- I jot down with some notes, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna publish this book." Here. Yeah, that was, it's not a book. Lord, the man just has some very valid points. That's I, I, I have stuff I like to talk about, but it's okay. I oh, try to, I try to get Chris to participate more, but he, you know, he's a last minute kind of it's guy. Suddenly, how shy he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Danny, you start with your first one. I, I'll start with my first prediction, and I'll toggle to you. And you'll pick us up because my first two were a little bit on the uh, downside because, hey, I'm a realist. I'm not all fluffy and, you know, unicorns and puppy dogs. Spirit animal. Yeah. So, (laughs) all right. So my first prediction, and it's not a happy one, it is that the small and regional breweries uh, are going to begin to pull back on their distribution, focus more on sustaining businesses or their business closer to home. Uh, I've noticed that in in 2018 that I saw a number of breweries reporting either reporting financial uh, you know issues with their business or just going out of business. Uh, there were three breweries that I really enjoyed in Oregon this year that have gone out of business, and it's really sad because these breweries made fantastic beer, but because of the market change, uh, they just couldn't survive. They end up failing. And I think that uh, what's going to happen is because there's so many breweries that are, are you know, the, the, the number of independent craft breweries in America have just been exponentially increasing over the last several years that I think that this is going to cause a lot of those regional breweries that have, uh, you know, like the shoots, like Stone. We've already seen Stone kind of pull back on theirs. We saw Ballast Point have issues. We saw uh, Green Flash go out of business. Uh, there's a number of bigger breweries that uh, you know have been doing uh, expansions that have realized that hey, things aren't going good. In fact, just last month, the shoots, uh, you know, they they reported that they're laying off 10% of their workforce, and they're also doing expansion from Bend, Oregon, to uh, Virginia. And even though this this expansion has been like a slow burn. Uh, it's still, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're second guessing that this choice of, of expanding out to the East Coast. But I think that a lot of these bigger regional breweries are going to have to start uh, kind of thinking a little bit smaller and not try to get across the whole United States because it's tough. Uh, with a lot of local breweries, people are going to drink local if they have. There's a lot of choices. And uh, I think that... Uh, you know, some of those uh, those old staples, those old faithful beers are just not going to hold 
the connection with consumers as they had in the past. So, yeah, that's that's my prediction is that we're going to see even more, um, you know, regional sized breweries pull back and just kind of stay close to home. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think it's uh, they're going to almost they're going to have to. I mean, some of the some of the breweries seem to get a little too big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think different regions of the country support different types of beers. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're distributing in an area that, let's say, the West Coast IPA, which I know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I know like the West Coast IPA, Green Flash was big for that. Yeah. So, if they're distributing in, let's say, Florida, where maybe not everybody's big on those those piney hops, uh, maybe maybe it's not going to be, you know, a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. So, that that's my thought. That's just my thought. Now... Chris, what do you think? What, what's your first prediction of 2019? So my first prediction was something that I, I have seen happen. I've been seeing happen a lot more often was that I feel like more and more breweries are going to move towards packaging in cans instead <laughs> of bottles. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of different breweries go this route. Um, and I've, I've gotten beers in cans that I had previously gotten in bottles, which, you know, you go to the maybe you go to your local bottle shop or your local liquor store and you go, hey, I want to uh, pick up this bottle that was released and get it in a bottle. Uh, then you find it in a can. So I feel like because of the the cost that it would take to maybe distribute and ship these bottles, um, that, that more and more breweries are going to go towards that can as an option for packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean cans are are uh, easier to uh, distribute or pack. Uh, easier to get like if you're on the go and you want to go backpacking, it's easier to pack a bunch of cans. For one thing, you can you know they, they fit in a smaller they're less less weight. They fit in a smaller area, and once you drink them, they compact into a small footprint that you can pack back out with you. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, bonuses to having cans and. Uh, not to mention the fact that they don't oxidize as bad because as long as they remove the oxygen from the packaging, uh, they're not going to leak like uh, bottle caps will. Uh, they're also not going to be affected by sunlight that's hitting a can, so you can take them out and and they're not going to be light struck. And yeah, it just seems like a, a a more convenient way of doing it. And I've seen the same thing. Uh, breweries that said they would never switch to cans are switching to cans. The Schutz is now canning half of, you know, a lot of their brewery uh, beers are being canned and also Lagunitas. Lagunitas said they would never go to cans and now they're producing a lot of their beers in cans. Now, I think that's partially because they had to switch to cans to get the, uh, their beers on some of the flights that are going international because now they're part of Heineken. No. Are they part of Heineken? Yeah, yeah, Heineken. I, yeah. I I lost track of what who bought them, but because they're part of Heineken, I think Heineken has a foothold on international flights, especially from United Airlines, which is what I fly when I go overseas. Um, I can get Lagunitas beers on the flight, but I think it's only because they come in cans now that it's easy to have their beer uh, on the flight with me. So it's nice to be able to have some some good beer even though they are kind of a, a sellout. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they are going to move to more to cans. 
Well, I mean, I can give you a good example of it is a beer that you and I actually all three of us enjoy very much is that infusion a from hop and frog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I bought that in Ohio, it came in a bottle. Yeah. And when Megan picked it up for me, when she was visiting family, it is and now in a can my birthday beer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I got introduced to hop and frog. Oh. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, and it's so much more convenient because I mean, you can put, you can just drop a couple cans in your suitcase, yeah. you know, wrap them up in a t-shirt and it's not a big deal. But if you put a bottle in your suitcase, uh, it, it feels like kind of a gamble. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I brought a few bottles back from Israel when I came back this last time and I had brought a carry on bag. I had carried my bag on the way over. And when I came back, I had a friend who had uh, provided some beers for me to take back and I had to pack them in my bag and then check my, my carry on bag into the, uh, in the check because I had, you know, glass bottles now in my bag and that wasn't going to fly, uh, you know, in a checked situation so yeah no I, they are easier i i am much more comfortable bringing cans uh, overseas with me than with bottles i'm always afraid those bottles are going to end up you know loosening you know the caps going to loosen off or they're going to break with the you know the ridiculous handling of my suitcase uh, so i'm always i feel much safer that with cans my people are fragile people yes i promise they are not <laughs> they are not all right, so let me go into my second prediction. Again, this is a little bit on the negative side. I apologize that I'm not all roses and uh, unicorns and rainbows. Sunshine and rainbows. Sun- yeah, sunshine. But um, honestly, I think that uh, you know craft beer sales are going to decline uh, this year, uh, mainly because I believe we're going to be in an economic downturn in 2019. I, you know, it's. Even in my small town of Boise, Idaho, I have seen craft beer prices kind of become inflated where, you know, you're buying 22 ounce bombers for $25 a bottle, which is ridiculous when those bottles, you know, just a few years ago were $8 a bottle. I'm also seeing that anywhere from these uh, canned 16 ounce pints, you know, before they were like $2 or $3 a, a pint. Now they're you know, anywhere from eight to ten dollars a pint, and even when I go to my local brewery in Boise, these local breweries, some of them are now charging six dollars and fifty cents for a ten ounce snifter glass pour of a beer. These prices are really inflated, and I don't think, in an economic downturn, that people are going to be willing to pay that kind of price for craft beer. They're going to end up looking to alternative alcohol beverages that are cheaper to satisfy their need to have that little buzz going on if they are indeed drinking for the buzz. Now, Chris and I and Tina, I'm sure you, we all drink for the flavor and the enjoyment of the beer. But guess what? I still will look for the most economic value for my enjoyment that I can. And I think if if breweries don't adjust their pricing scheme to accommodate for the economic circumstances that it's going to be a problem. So I see that uh, there might be a decline in craft beer uh, consumerism uh, in 2019, just due to the economic downturn. What do you guys think? Is that, am I full of crap or is this something that you guys are considering also? I've noticed it 
since when I, I, my craft beer journey didn't start that long ago, considering that I'm only 27 and a half, <laughs> but, um, I have noticed, um, a significant difference from when I started that it was much cheaper, um, in the beginning and it yeah. was because it was local, it yeah. was small, it was, um, your mom and pop feel to it. Yeah. Now it is it, it's almost become like the Target. I don't even want to insult it with the Walmart of beers, but it has become more of the Target of beers where it's it's a little more commercialized where everybody and their mom has heard of a craft beer at some point or has mm. tried one at some point. So now these these smaller businesses have to kind of keep up with that um, and they have to kind of appeal to the masses. And it's harder for them to do so, especially when you have your, you know, ABC liquors and your your other places that are selling your more um, <clears throat> known beers rather than something that somebody like me would walk in and say, hey, I'm here to try something different. Mm -hmm. I'm here to try something out of my comfort zone. So I think it's a little bit harder for the locals to say, hey, no, try us. We're, we're actually better um, than for your random Joe to say, you know what, Bud Light's always been my go-to. It's kind of cheaper than what you guys are selling right now, so I'm just going to go to my go-to. Yeah. And it kind of deters people, um, yeah. especially new beer drinkers, into saying, hey, I'd really like to try what that is instead of saying, I'm really looking for that buzz, so I'm just going to stick with that $3 Bud Light, thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, it does hurt them in the long run, but they've got to kind of keep up with everybody else at this point. Yeah. Um, they're kind of being pushed off to the side. But I, I definitely do agree when I, I do see that it is getting a little ridiculous for some beers that I did see a few years ago that were much cheaper than mm -hmm. they are now. But they're beers that I actually enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys know, angry right in your in your uh, neighborhood, mm -hmm. Angry Chair, right? They, they can get away with selling a $25 or $30 bomber because people are going to buy it. I mean. Me. Me. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's a little bit ridiculous. I, I was shocked when I went to the opening of uh, Bear Island Brewing. They've been selling beer in the Boise area. Uh, they didn't have a, a their own, like, brew pub area, but they were selling beer at different bars and different uh, establishments, and their prices were reasonable, right? They're selling a beer for 4 or $5 a, a pint. Then they open up their brewery, and I go in there, and right away, the first day I go into their opening, they're they're selling their ten ounce snifters for six 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 fifty a glass. I'm like, wait a minute, why all of a sudden am I paying six dollars a glass for your beer when you know just before you open the, your brew your brew pub, I was paying four dollars a glass for a full pint. Now I'm paying six fifty or six dollars for a ten ounce pour. I mean, come on. I, I mean, it doesn't take much for me to say that and that I'm not going to come visit your brewery if I'm going to be paying high prices for it. I'll just go and, and see if I can find it cheaper out and about. Um, it, and it's just sad. I just don't like, you know, Barbarian Brewing blew up. People love their beer. I'm okay with their beer. It's okay. But there's a lot. I mean, their beer is hit or miss for me. And the same thing. I don't want to pay a $6 price tag for a Goza. For a snifter of Goza, Gozas, in my opinion, aren't like some super, you know, beer that should cost a lot of money. I mean, no. barrel aged uh, yeah. stouts and stuff. I'll pay a little more because, yeah, they are purchasing the barrel. Process. Yeah, it's a different process, and I, I just they they upset me when they 
they jack the prices up. And I know they're a business, but these guys don't need to charge that price. They charge it because people are coming in and buying their beer and they feel like they can charge a higher rate because people are coming in and buying it. As soon as people stop coming in, they're going to have to lower their prices because once, you know, once they don't feel like they, they can afford uh, to, to spend that kind of money, they'll stop paying it, in my opinion. Yeah, but wasn't, wasn't Bear Island, didn't you tell me they were operating out of their garage? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they started their commercial brewery out of the home, their, gra- their home garage. They got a special permit to brew commercial uh, beer out of their garage. It must be a big garage. No, it's a it's a it was a double car garage. It wasn't that big. They but they were brewing it out of like a small, uh, you know, two and a half barrel system or something like that. So it was a pretty small system, but but still they were doing it out of their garage in their neighborhood. You know, I mean, I can't imagine them going to their homeowners association and saying, "Hey, can I get permission to uh, you know run a brewery out of my house?" I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but they did. They did. Okay, Chris, what's your second uh, prediction? All right, so my second one is going to be that the uh, the breweries and a lot of again we're kind of looking. We kind of we've mentioned Angry Chair, um, so I think a lot of breweries are going to move away from like the adjunct heavy beers, um, maybe the dessert stouts, and I think this kind of moves into your uh, your third uh, prediction. But I think they're going to move away from the adjunct heavy beers and back to the classic styles. Um, getting back to just kind of like uh, maybe even lagers, pilsners. Um, you know, I always love when uh, when it gets to be around fall time when the Oktoberfests and stuff come out, um, and just just getting to some more back to basics because I feel like a lot of breweries are just getting um, they're almost getting I don't want to say just too over the top, but extra. Yeah. Say it. <laughs> extra. Just, You're being extra. extra. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, they, they I want to go back to just beer. I want to go back to yeah. what, like, you know, water, yeast. <laughs> yeah, the ba- yeah, the Ryan's, <laughs> Ryan's beer basics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Ryan's, yeah, that thing. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pronounce that right now. Um, but yeah. You I've, can try, though. It's funny. Ryan Heights Kaboot? <laughs> yeah, Ryan Heights Kaboot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, everybody can say that it's whatever totally just did that (laughs) um but yeah i think i think that if not 2019 i feel like that's gonna we're gonna have to go that way eventually just because um i can i can only drink so many you know adjunct heavy beers yeah 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 no i agree with you chris um you know in fact in my number four uh, since you talked about this i'll just go ahead and talk about mine is that yeah I saw a lot more balanced beers focusing on malt and hop balance between, you know, the, the sweet and the bitterness and more easy to drink beers, right? That weren't focused on, you know, putting in a ton of hops to make it like super bitter or putting in a, you know, a lot of sweetness to make it super sweet. And I think that's going to carry on in 2019. But I also think that my number three is that innovation is still going to occur. They're still going to try, try to come up with some new twists in the styles of existing beers. We saw it this year with the Brute IPA. 
I had never heard of a brewed IPA before I had one. And John told me that it was actually a style. When I actually talked about it, he says, yeah, that's a style. And as soon as he mentioned that brute IPA was a new style, then I started seeing brute IPA show up everywhere. And I was shocked. I'm like, wow, I had a brute IPA and didn't know what it was. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of this brute IPA. I don't think the brute IPA is going to last. I think it's a, it's a fad that, that started. 2018 it's going to die in 2019 in my opinion but i think that there's still going to be breweries out there looking to innovate and do things with flavors and the beer to make them stand out to get that 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 newest fad they're still going to have that but not all of them are going to stay, stay around not all of them are going to be like the hazy uh ipa or pale ale the the hazy is going to stick around that hazy thing is not going away everyone is making them they're very good i love them there's a lot of, of my of our listeners that love them um i i mentioned the milkshake ipa again um i've only experienced that in the last six months i finally had my first you know milkshake ipas and i really enjoy the, that style and i hope that it continues on into the, the next year because I enjoy that style. And, you know, even looking back to, you know, six, seven years ago when Black IPA, Cascading and Dark Ale, that was a thing. And now it's kind of died down. Well, guess what? I'm seeing a lot more Cascadian Dark Ales and Black IPAs come back into the mix. When they thought it was dead, and maybe it is dead, and maybe these breweries are just don't know it's dead, but it's okay because I like that style. I'd like to have that dark roasted malty character up front with a, a slight bitterness with a hoppy character in the back end. I like that style and I don't want to see it to, you know, see it die. So if breweries keep brewing it, I'll be happy. I mean, I just drank one uh, a few days ago from a sawtooth brewery. It's called the mustache ride. Now the name alone is going to make anyone want to buy it. Right. It. Yeah. <laughs> and the, where can I buy this mustache? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the beer is actually good. Now, is it perfect? No. I actually made uh, a constructive criticism comment on Untapped. I said, hey, this is actually a really good black IPA. It's just it, it doesn't have enough roastiness in it that I expect to have in a black IPA. And the brewery responded back to me saying, hey, I really, you know, we really appreciate you being giving us constructive criticism. Uh, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I said, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I drank, you know, three or four of these that night. I mean, <laughs> I enjoyed it, right? Yeah, I, I tasted it. Yeah, I, I, I gave sampled. it I gave it a four cap rating, which is a good rating. And I drank three or four of them in one night. So that tells me that I really enjoy that beer. But so many people, especially on Untapped, they'll just criticize beer without giving like a constructive criticism of what could be done to make it better. And I love it when breweries recognize that, hey, you know, I appreciate that you that, that you enjoyed the beer and there is room for improvement. We'll look into it and try to make that improvement in the next batch or whatever. Um, it makes you feel good. But I think there's going to be innovation. There's going to be more styles that come about that I can't even imagine what they're going to be called. You know, I never imagined the Brute IPA would be 2018's, you know, hazy IPA type style. Um, I will admit also the other style that I thought was going to die two years ago that is making a uh, making a good 
uh, push to be a style is the sour IPA. I hated the sour IPA when I first had them like three years ago. But this year, I've had at least four or five sour IPAs that were like nearly five cap ratings, or they were five cap ratings in my untapped uh, portfolio. I, you know, when done right, that style is fantastic. And I thought it was dead. I hated him. And now I found that it's one of the styles I really appreciated in this last year. So, you know what? I'm all for innovation. And, but I agree, Chris, that having the excess amount of adjuncts added into it is going to wear thin because people just don't want to, they want to drink beer that tastes like beer. If I don't want to drink beer that tastes like other stuff than beer. So the more adjuncts you put in it, the further away from, uh, you know, beer it becomes. All right, I, I drug on way too long, but I did cover two of my items in one. So, Chris, hit us with your last the item. Tufa. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, on my third one, I'm going to kind of get on, I'm going to kind of piggyback onto your next one. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> is that uh, sessionable beers? Yeah. Uh, that, you know, the, the whole the whole category of a sessionable beer, you know, is a lower ABV where you can, just sit down and enjoy a beer and not, you know, not have to just put a pause in your whole day where it's going to be, oh, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm at work. Uh, I wanted to go to lunch, but I want to enjoy a beer with my meal. <laughs> uh, but it may be frowned upon that I go back to work with a little bit of a buzz. Mm-hmm. If you're smiling, <clears throat> you're not buzzed. That's true. <laughs> um, so, Again, I don't want to take too much from what your what your next one was, Denny. But I, I feel like that the uh, the sessionable beers uh, are all still going to have the uh, the flavors that we're looking for, all the profiles that we're looking for. That is going to just be something that you can sit and enjoy and just kind of enjoy those the entire day. You know, whether um, that's the Berliners. That's yeah. why I like Berliners so much. Yeah, because I can literally drink two of them while I'm cleaning the kitchen or doing laundry Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I don't feel as if I have to stop my entire day or take a midday nap in order to, to be okay again. But there are some times that I do bust out a heavier nine or 10 or 11% beer. And it does kind of put a a screeching halt on things for a little while, Mm -hmm. especially when you, you do have responsibilities and you have to continue on with those like Mm -hmm. work or, other things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree, Chris. Sessional beers. John and I have been touting this prediction for the last three or four years. We we enjoy seeing beers that aren't necessarily high in alcohol volume, but still give you that great flavor and the satisfaction of drinking a good beer. I'll admit, back in my early craft beer journey... I was looking for craft beer that had a higher alcohol content. Why was I looking for that? Because I was paying a premium price back then. And I had to justify the fact that I was paying, you know, $3 more a six pack for craft beer for a reason, right? Not necessarily just because of flavor, but because I wanted to have the extra alcohol. That was 10 years ago. Now move forward. 10 years and now I've gotten over that necess- that need to have the buzz. Now 
I just want to be able to drink a few beers and enjoy the flavors and enjoy what the beer has to offer without getting that, you know, alcohol, not buzz, but drunkenness, right? Because the, the higher the, the alcohol, the more effect it has on you and the, the less you can drink and the less you can do. I don't want to go out to the local pub, drink two beers, and then realize that, wow, I can't, you know, I can't leave the the bar stool because I'm I'm wasted. I like to be able to drink stuff that's in that five percent or lower range. Enjoy the flavors, enjoy the company without losing track of what's going on around me. And sessionable beers has made a huge. Uh, I mean, in two thousand, uh, every year it's gotten more and more. This year, I've seen so many beers that are right around that five percent or less range. And I really appreciate it. And I love drinking the lower alcohol, good flavored beer. So I am predicting that that's going to continue on strong in 2019. And I'm happy for it. So, yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's end off with the resolutions because uh, it looks like, Chris, that you're tagging off of my resolution. I'll just go ahead and start with what I want to uh, try to achieve in 2019. And that is, I want to try to limit my purchasing of beers from uh, breweries that are owned by the big beer companies. I want to go ahead and support my local breweries, the breweries that are truly independent craft beers. Not only that, but I also want to go ahead and not just go out looking for all the new beers that are coming from these breweries, but I want to go ahead and support the breweries that have been around giving me those good old faithful type beers for all these years. Those beers like the Schutz Black Butte Porter, those beers like mm-hmm. Grand Teton's Bitch Creek. Now, don't worry, I always buy Bitch Creek, but the problem is Bitch Creek mm-hmm. isn't always around. I have to go out and search for it because people are looking for, you know, the for certain beers and bitch Creek is not the one that they're looking for because it's a very unique beer that only people that truly enjoy good hoppy Brown L's uh, would appreciate. But whenever I see it, I buy it. I want to go and support those beers so that they don't disappear. This year I did not get any of the full sale wassail winter warmer. I love that beer. And Who it did you? not come to Boise. Oh, okay. And I was disappointed. And I'm trying to figure out, well, why didn't Full Sail's Wassail come to Boise? I think it's because Boise is drinking a lot more local beers. And some of those regional beers from out of state are not being purchased as fast as other beers. And so they're limiting the beers that are coming in to the area. And that really saddens me because... There is so many beers that I really enjoy that I don't want to lose in the future. So this year, my goal is to drink the beers that I love so that they don't disappear the next year. So, Chris, what's your predictions? Well, my qu- my question is, though, did you get any of that Widmer Brothers burr? No, no, burr didn't come to the area either. Jeez. I didn't get Wassell yeah. or burr. I only got Jubilee and Powderham were the two winter warmers that came to the Boise area. A very disappointing year. Wow. All right. So, yeah, like you mentioned, I'm kind of going to go along the same lines as you. 
Uh, maybe not utilize um, things like Tavor so much. <gasps> you know? I know. I hear you. Yeah, and and focus a little more on the, the local offerings because it, it there's so much good stuff out there. Yeah, that uh, you know we can we can put that back right in right into the community and mm-hmm. and. Uh, Keep Walmart from happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you ever heard that episode, but we, we did their Walmart. Oh, yeah. Show. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have slightly podcast stalked your podcast. Oh. Might have listened to maybe more than two. Okay, good. I work in a warehouse, and I would just <laughs> put a podcast on in my ear and listen while I was putting away stock for a while or doing what I what were called drawdowns. Um, we won't get into that, but yeah, it was like finger painting and it was just mindless work for hours. So I might've listened to a few of them. Okay. Okay. But they were really good actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good, good. And that's where I got the idea of Walmart of beers from. So. Yeah, that beer sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It could be worse. Yeah. It could be the, uh, it could be the gas station of beers. I mean, I did find um, Golden Monkey though at Wawa, and it was on a two for four. Damn! Oh, Gold, Gold <laughs> Monkey is good. It is. Yeah. It really is. There was a girl that I used to work with named Haley um, that actually turned me on to that specific type of beer. We actually went to World of Beer one night. Um, we on Monday nights we would have our beer nights. Uh, and we would sit and uh, go to World of Beer and just try different things. And that was one of the beers that she was like, here, you'd really like this. You should try this. And I did, and I actually really liked it. And about three days later, I found it at Wawa. So <laughs> I got two more cans and liked it even more. <laughs> nice. So, Tina, do you have any resolutions that you want to try to adhere to in 2019 for your craft beer journey? Um, I am on the hunt for that magical unicorn IPA. Okay. I am determined by the end of 2019 to find an IPA. I mean, I live in Florida. I should enjoy my my weather surroundings and enjoy a good beer to go along with it. And I really feel that I'm missing out um, because we do have such a tropical climate here that an IPA would be perfect for the climate that I live in, considering the fact that I can go to the beach just about 360 days of the year. Um, <laughs> minus our, our few little rain showers, as yeah. other people like to refer to as hurricanes. Hurricanes, yeah. I was um, gonna we say. have parties <laughs> for them, okay? We don't prep for them. We have parties for hurricanes. Um, so yeah, no, uh, the IPA is my new year's beer resolution is to find one that I like and I am on the hunt. So note breweries out there, I'm coming for you I'm going to find you (laughs) and I'm going to find the one that I like. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, guess what guys? I think we've drugged this new year's Eve night a little long. Let you guys get to your festivities to bring in the new year it's not quite the new year in in tampa so you guys still got an hour or so an hour and a half yeah yeah we got about another hour and a half to go all right well before it reaches that hour and a half it's our time to close the show out but before we do that it's our opportunity to give a toast to some people we'd like to give a toast to so i will leave it to you chris and tina go ahead and uh give a toast to someone you'd like to give a toast to all right, <clears throat> so I'll start off first. Uh, first off, 
give a toast to Tina for coming on with us and putting up with our dumbasses. <laughs> it's been my pleasure, honestly, yeah. guys. Uh, so thank you for coming out to do that. And also to um, Megan and Manny. So Manny is, if you didn't know, Tina's husband. Um, they are taking care of dogs right now uh, for us while we were recording this and having fun. So big cheers to them. Yes. Um, We wouldn't be able to do this tonight without them taking Mm -hmm. care of them. So uh, raise a glass to them. Raise a glass to you, Tina. Thank you. And um, cheers, guys. Anybody for you? Um, Just the husband that's doing all the the awesome work that I should be doing right now. Um, To you, Denny, for having me on the show. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, honestly, and I hope that I get to meet you and your beautiful wife in person um, and enjoy a great beer with the both of you and possibly a mojito with her because I do enjoy those as well. Oh, yeah. an amazing bar that will make her ones with pressed sugar cane. um, And they will muddle the mint in front of her. Yes. Um, Yeah. Um, And then also to Chris um, for actually turning me on to different types of beers and giving me um, some more beer knowledge because I could always use more of that. Um, Megan for also doing the same thing and always getting me to try something. Here, try this. Here, yeah. no, just, just try this. Um, I love that about her. I love the fact that she's just, just like, here, put it in your mouth. You'll like it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I will raise a gra- glass to all of those people, including you and your wife, Denny. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Tina. And it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time out of your New Year celebration to spend it with Chris and I on the show and all of our anytime, listeners. Benny, anytime. Yeah, no, you've, you've been a great guest and uh, I raise my glass to you and I look forward to seeing uh, your craft beer journey grow as you age beyond 27. And uh, which I know will never happen. Never, you'll, sir. You'll, you'll always never. be 27. You'll always be 27. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, I want to raise my glass to our listener, William Lake. He is from Kentucky, but I saw that he was checking in the beers from Angry Chair Brewing right in Tampa yesterday. Hey! He is in the Tampa area, and I told him to to look you up, Chris. So if you find a, a Facebook uh, message saying, hey, I'm William from Kentucky, uh, you want to meet up, I hope that uh, you will uh, look him up and, and have a beer with him this week if he's still there but uh cheers to you william uh have a great vacation in florida and enjoy that awesome tampa beer and uh here for a couple more days so okay we'll see yeah yeah awesome and of course being a former serviceman myself i just need to raise my glass to all those who are serving in our armed forces protecting our freedoms so that we can all drink happily and get on this on the airwaves and share our experiences with craft beer. Thank you for your service and return safely home to your families very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, raise a glass to our sponsor? Absolutely. So I want to raise a class to <laughs> raise a glass to B Cups, a supplier of outdoor craft beer cups, for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's b c u p s.net. 
or you can check out their other things that they've got going on at fermentedreality.com. You can check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go, whether you're hanging out on the beach or by the pool or hiking in the wilderness or even enjoying some boating. Bee cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. Nice. All right. You can find the beers that we mentioned on the show in our show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our followers follow you? So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, you can always find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. All right. And Tina, you mentioned that you had started an Instagram craft beer site or, or uh, account. Do you want to give out that account? Um, it's actually little red dot loves beers um, <laughs> because I am little and red and I do love beers, specifically red beers, but I love all beers. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and add me, follow me. Um, I try to keep up as much as I can. Um, just note that all the weirdos, you will get kicked. Sorry. Uh -oh. um, I am married. Thank you, though. Um, but it is it is an incredible journey that I have started so far. So if there's any recommendations specifically with IPAs that you think that I would like that I could get into, please send them to me. Please let me know what they are um, because I am very curious. And um, there really isn't a beer that I have turned down that I've said, ew, I will never try that again. So um, I'm very open to trying just about anything. But again, it's little red dot loves beers. Um, so yeah, check it out. Okay, I'm trying to find it right now. And I'm struggling. I'll text it to you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Text it to me because I searched on Instagram and it came up with no nothing found. So um, yeah, that'd be great. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, it is last call. It is time to bring our fantastic show to a close. But we want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn or Google Play or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. No cheers from Tina? Oh, cheers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that second beer just caught up to me. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. My my sixth beer just caught up to me. I'm, But I did pretty good, Chris. I didn't mess up at all I except am, for the beginning. That was, that was incredible. And you only called me Trina once. <laughs> and, I, and, I want to, and I want to apologize because as soon as I said that, I'm like, what the fuck? did i just say i just totally messed that's fine, up. because right after that i called you danny yeah. <laughs> hi danny hi tina how are, are you i'm great how are you doing you sound fantastic <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, i'll be on your level by the end of this uh, you will you will if you've listened to the show then you know that this is how we do it we like to have fun uh, and I tend to drink a little too much, and Chris stays usually on uh, on a level keel. Sometimes he overdoes it, but not very often. He's the professional. I'm the amateur. 
That scares me that you mm. say that. Let's do this thing then. Let's go. All right. Hello, craft beer friends, and welcome. No, I'm going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> this is a judgment-free zone. You got this, Denny. <laughs> 13 seconds in, you got this. It's okay. I got it. I got it. I will. I will admit that I, uh, on coming back up the stairs, I did trip. You uh, tripped on the stairs. Yeah, but I didn't spill much beer. Only, only leaked onto my hands. But it's okay. You only spilled a spilled a little bit. Yeah, Let just, him laugh. Let him laugh now. Eventually, he's going to strip trip down his stairs too. I am not. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right, Chris. I forgot you're in your office upstairs. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Ah. It's awesome. I don't know. They had like a great realtor for it. It was great. <laughs> Not a realtor. Just a She's awesome. <laughs> so we're continuing with tradition, going with another Alesmith beer. Oh. It is not Speedway Stout. It's, oh, but it is delicious. Which one's their, this one? This is their Grand Crew. Oh, what? my gosh. That's even worse. That's even bigger beer. Uh, no, so the, the Speedway stout was 12%. This one's only 10. <laughs> Fine, because I started off the morning with a, what, 6.9% cider? Just so... working your way up. But this, you know, this is a uh, Belgian-style ale. And, uh, man, this this one's good. Which I have to say is now moved up the list on favorite beers. Okay, good. I'm a huge fan of Belgian beers. If you, if you listen to this show, like, beyond the one or two shows you listen to, you'll find out that I love Belgian beers ales and i never liked belgian ales before like five years ago and just like in you and your craft beer journey i grew to where i first didn't like belgians and then now i love them i i can really appreciate all the characters in the brewing process and and like the belgian dark strong ale is like one of my favorite styles ever so yeah. well, i mean that was the first email i ever sent to you guys when you're talking about belgian ales and like i don't really like them yeah but now now I do. I love them. Yeah, I was the same way. I John told me, you know, again, John, uh, you know, he first wrote into my to podcast I was doing before to criticize me and my in my uh, facts were wrong, and, and then we became friends. Yeah, he's known to do that. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> um, and then I I mentioned that I don't like Belgian ales, and he said, "Hey, you just need to try the right ones," and gave me a list of Belgian ales to try. And once I started going through that list, I realized, wow, I like Belgian ales. <laughs> so that's how I feel about IPAs. Yeah, you see, I don't want to just put it past them and just lump them all into one category and say that I don't like them. Yeah. I just haven't found one that I like yet. That's right. That's right. Just wait. When you find the right one, you'll be really excited. But it's been so much fun, Denny. Well, I good. feel like we've grown so close in this conversation. Of course. I yeah. <laughs> we have grown close. I can't wait to come and meet you. I really can't wait for you to come down here, honestly. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Those were gunshots. Those yeah. were not fireworks. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. What kind of neighborhood did you move into, Chris? They're in a nice one now, I promise. I found this house. <laughs> my neighbor two houses down drives an Aston Martin, but that was a... Uh, mm. That was... Mm -mm. A beautiful car. What is he... Is he Austin Powers and, uh, you know, spy who shagged me? Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. 